I talk to women all the time who are looking for solutions to their menopause symptoms. Some are looking for natural solutions. Some don't care. They'll do anything. But I ask myself, do these women really believe there is a solution, especially a natural solution? Or do they feel like they really are just going to have to power through, deal with it, suffer, and thinking about finding a solution is kind of more like pie in the sky, false hope. I see them powering through in misery or desperately resorting to pharmaceuticals when they want a natural way through it. And why do they do that? I believe it's because some women don't really believe that an easy menopause is possible. Think about that. Do you really believe it's possible for you to have an easy menopause? Or do you feel like it's inevitable that you have to suffer, that you're just going to have to deal with these symptoms? An easy menopause, even an enchanted menopause experience, is possible. And today, I hope to help you shift your belief so you know that an easy menopause is possible for you. Welcome to the Women Rockin' Midlife Podcast, soulful wellness to elevate your second act. You deserve to deeply love every moment of your life, living your best life with pure joy, optimal health and abundance, with the energy, time, and inner peace to savor experiences with your loved ones and with yourself. Hi, I'm Jen Kunkel. Join me on this soulful journey to complete wellness in midlife and beyond. That's right, ladies. It is not pie in the sky. It is actually possible for you to have not just an easy menopause, but an enchanted menopause experience, as corny as that might sound. Yes, it's possible. Here's the deal. And if you know anything about me, if you know how I am, my number one big thing, my belief, is that all possibilities are possible. Like people say, think outside the box. I say, there is no box. Everything is possible. And everything believe right, everything that we believe right now is just that. It's a belief. Something that you take as fact, known, for sure. It, it's not for sure. It's just what you believe is true. So let me give you the scientific explanation behind that too, because I like the science side of things. And I also like to look at how expansive the universe is and how expansive our possibilities are. But if you look at the scientific method itself, you will see that something isn't actually proven to be true. The scientific method, by its own definition, doesn't ever prove anything to be true or fact. It only proves something to either be not true or true so far by all the ways it's been tested so far. Like an experiment is repeated over and over and over and it's generally accepted as fact, but still, science takes note that nothing is actually proven to be true. It's only proven to be false if it's not true. All right, so take gravity, right? We all just assume that's fact, right? What if some 
other variable comes into play that we weren't aware of before. And gravity doesn't really work the way that we thought it did. I mean, it's highly unlikely, of course. However, it's totally possible. All right. So hopefully I haven't lost you there. But the point is, all possibilities are possible. So that means an enchanted menopause experience is possible too. But I've got more for you than that loosey-goosey idea, right? And I'm going to share with you in a bit the story of how I actually healed my spine with mind-body practices. All right, but before I do that, let me give you a little background. Our bodies and our minds or soul are connected by emotions. All right, there's actually now studies being done that are alluding to this If you read the book, Molecules of Emotion, this concept is explained in depth, all right? So Western science and medicine ignore this connection between our body and our mind, our body and our soul, even though Western medicine, Western science is actually starting to study these things. And Later on, I'm going to share some of those studies with you that show that the Easterners who have been along, you know, doing their science and medicine along these lines of everything, we're whole beings, right? Our body and our mind, our soul are all connected. The Easterners have been doing this for thousands of years. And now there is some Western science, some studies that show that the Easterners had it right all along, right? So think about this logically, okay? Like you can look at the studies, you can read the book, but think about it logically too. When you think about mind-body healing or our integrated mind-body, I mean, really, why would we think that our minds and our bodies are separate? It's only conditioning that makes us believe that. We're one being, right? We We have a mind, we have a body, we have a soul, which is maybe sometimes hard to define, but it's all one. It's all us. It's all who we are. Maybe there's even more pieces of it that we don't know about when you look at what I talked about first in the field of all possibilities. So it doesn't really make sense to look at everything in isolation, which is what Western medicine does. Everything is looked at and viewed in isolation. Like even body body stuff like one thing going on your in your body and another thing going on in your body you've got medical specialists that specialize in one area versus another area so they're not even looking at the whole body as a whole typically some doctors do much less are they looking at your mind and your emotions and your soul as a piece of all of that so I am very science-minded, and I also used to look at things in these isolated vacuums, and I wanted proof, I want hard evidence. So the fact that I am so openly expanded to all the possibilities now is kind of a feat in itself, really. I did a complete 180. I mean, I used to be very skeptical about anything that didn't just have hard, solid 
evidence. And then really, I, I don't really know exactly what happened. Personal experience, I looked at what the scientific method actually said, and just, you know, learning more and being open-minded kind of helped me change my way of thinking about it. So if you're skeptical about all of this, I fully understand. I've been there. I get it. I'm not one that's like, oh, just believe. Like, if you are skeptical and you want to talk to me about it, like, hit me up. We can have a chat about it. I would love to discuss it with you, you know. Um, if you're hard-nosed, closed-minded, maybe that won't be very fun for either one of us. But if you just really have questions and you want to explore the possibilities, like, I'm down for talking to people about that all the time. So, yeah, uh, there's actually a way to reach out to me in the show notes but more on that later okay so let's talk about the logic behind it when you really think about it not just that we are a whole being like I'm I'm me you know my mind isn't like some separate thing that functions by itself separately or my you know it's not like my arm can go off by itself right it needs we need all of us to function together now think about the simplest simplest example if you cut yourself, what happens? Do you just have a cut forever and it's open wound and nothing happens and you have to like, you know, duct tape it and leave it like that forever? No, you might need stitches to bring the skin back together if you don't want a scar. But even without stitches, you're going to heal. That's gonna That wound is going to close up, right? Broken bones. Yeah, you go to a doctor to set it, make sure it's healing you back in the right position. But the doctor's not healing it. You're not going to the doctor for them to heal your bone, at least not right now. I don't know. There might be some science advancements where they're fusing bones back together or something like that. But um, generally speaking, you know, your body is actually doing the healing. The doctors are just putting it into the right position so it heals correctly and doesn't just heal back all wonky, right? Okay, so when you know that your body is capable of healing these things, fighting off viruses, you know, it heals all kinds of things. You recover from illness. Your body is doing that in the background, in the subconscious, right? Your subconscious mind is actually controlling those parts of your body. There you go. Mind-body connection, right? Okay, so here's another example that I came across um, I don't know, a few months ago or something, Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he is a, he's an author. He's kind of famous, you know, well-known in certain circles anyways. Um, so he's an author and um, he does uh, shows on Gaia, I think. Anyway, so I heard this story where he, he was telling it how he used to be a bicyclist and he was in a bicycle race and he got hit by a car and it really, I'll just give you the short version, it wrecked his spine. It was, I mean, it was really bad. Like he was going to need fusions and pins and all kinds of stuff that he was like, whoa, he was a chiropractor too, by the way. And even though he says that's what he would have recommended because medically he knows that was, that was the medical response to this situation. He also knew that his 
physical abilities would be very limited if he went through with that. So he actually didn't do that. He ended up ultimately, it took a really long time and some some physical physical therapy as well. But he focused on healing his spine with his mind. I know, sounds unbelievable. Find the story. Maybe it's on YouTube. Um, I actually saw it on a friend's Gaia account. But yeah, it, it was unbelievable, unreal. But it also made me think of a story where I had a spinal injury. I had a herniated disc. I actually don't know if I still have it. Medically speaking, I should. It should still be herniated because medically speaking, those don't heal. I haven't had an MRI since the initial injury and the follow-up on that part. But um, I was told to have spinal fusion because the disc was herniated and the doctor said it would not heal. Well, I chose not to do that. And because I didn't feel at the time that I really needed to, although I did have to, when, like, I was in my 30s, I think, I'm pretty sure I was still in my 30s, yeah. Um, yeah, to put my pants on, I had to, like, sit down and lift my leg up with my hands because the pain was so bad in my lower back. Otherwise, the nerve would be pinched, right? So, I did do spinal decompression, some of it was just like after the initial treatment, I hung upside down on my own on one of those upside down machine thingies. And I did spinal decompression and I also meditated a lot. I got in better shape and I ended up not having the surgery. Still, it's been, I don't know, like 20 years, 15 years at least, if not 20. Anyhow, yeah. Oh, I think it was about probably 15, 16, somewhere around there. Who cares, right? <laughs> um, it's been a long time and I'm actually, I don't even notice it anymore. Like I, I'd be curious to have an MRI um, just to see. So at some point I'll do that and update everyone. All right. So that's some examples, right? Of mind-body interaction. Did I heal my spine? I don't know, but I know I can move around fine. It doesn't bother me. I don't have pain. All right. Now let's get to some solid proof. Western science proof for those of you who are like I used to be and you need that, right? <laughs> okay. There are some studies. Not a lot because it hasn't been studied a lot. It doesn't mean it's not true if there's no studies. It just means it's something that no one has studied sometimes. If you can't find any studies on it either way saying, oh, this looks this looks reassuring or this looks like, no, this is a total complete fail. It doesn't work. All right. So there's not really, I would say at this point, there's not really enough studies to make any solid scientific conclusions. But there is evidence, okay, leaning in this direction, M that mindfulness and mind-body practices reduce stress. There's been, that's probably the area, that general area of just stress and mindfulness has been, you know, the most studied and it still is not a lot, let me tell you. All right, so that's one thing. There's another study that I found that mind-body practices reduce menopause anxiety and symptoms such as hot flashes and night sweats. So it's actually reducing the physical symptoms as well. 
It could be because hot flashes and night sweats are pretty related to stress and anxiety, which are the emotional sides of it, right? And then I'm going to share another example from me, which is, well, let's back up for a second. So the mind-body practices reducing menopause anxiety and the symptoms like hot flashes and night sweats, so stress. Um, stress increases your cortisol, which is a hormone in your body. So when people talk about hormones in your body, do you just think, oh, this is just a menopause thing? I didn't have hormones before, right? Yeah, because you kind of connect those things, right? But the truth is, we have biochemistry going on in our bodies all the time. There are always hormones and like... Um, you know, people talk about chemical imbalances for maybe someone with mental illnesses, depression, anxiety even. It's chemical imbalances are connected to that. And that's how medications are formulated is to adjust the chemical imbalance. Well, sometimes the medications have side effects and unexpected, unpredictable results with other hormones that go on in your body, hormones, chemicals. They're all chemicals, you know, biochemicals in your body. So, right, hormones are biochemicals. So you have all of this going on in your body all the time. It just so happens that when your body is changing during menopause, those hormone levels can start to change and fluctuate too. So it's actually possible, even logically, to balance, to have those hormones be balanced. And when they say balanced, they, they just mean like levels that aren't causing symptoms, right? Like kind of in the range of normal, right? So things like depression are also related to hormones, your chemistry in your body. Now, is it caused by the chemistry or is the depression causing the chemistry? Like we're just taking this for example. So I'm not sure science really has a solid grasp on that. I think it might be, it seems that it might be interconnected in both ways. So think about if you're feeling down because you're not getting enough sunlight or something, you can get more sunlight. It boosts your it changes your body chemistry like that gives you something that you need that adjusts your body chemistry and makes you feel better again you know boost your serotonin so yes a drug could help you do that but also certain practices lifestyle choices there is actually a study that I heard about through Tony Robbins a long time ago where they took depressed people, and I don't know if this was published scientifically or not, this was something I think he did, so they took people who were depressed, or maybe he was telling about a study, I actually don't recall specifically, but regardless, this is the deal, I just, I'm, I'm like so honest, it's probably annoying, right, that I want to make sure that I get the information out there accurately, like, who cares, right, somebody did a study, this is anecdotal at, at worst, right, Anyway, so they took some depressed people and they had them look into a mirror smiling for 
a certain number of days or whatever and they rated their level of depression at the beginning they rated it at the end and basically bottom line is everybody felt better after doing this for I think it was like two minutes a day maybe it was a few times a day and so that's interesting right so something is happening just by smiling and maybe that smiling and looking at yourself in the mirror smiling that is shifting the chemistry in your body to help you feel better. You can do other things to shift your chemistry as well, right? I'm convinced. And you know why I'm convinced? Because these kind of mind-body practices got me out of literally suicidal depression. As a teen, I was, I had those kind of thoughts, you know, and I was very depressed, felt very, I don't know. I, I had, um, the word is escaping me. I felt very inferior. I had an inferiority complex, but I didn't even know that that was a thing. I just thought everyone was better than me somehow. Anyway, so using these mind-body practices helped me shift as I was a young adult. And I have always been convinced that doing those mind-body practices affected my body chemistry and got me out of that depression. And so if I start to feel down now, guess what I do? Yeah, I use these mind-body practices. And I use them fairly regularly most of the time. Full disclosure, I can also slack off. Like, I'm a regular person and I don't always do it consistently every single day, every moment of my life. I am imperfect, just like everybody else, okay? So even though I've been doing this work on myself for decades, yeah, I still have times when maybe I don't do any of it even for months and I start to notice it. I usually notice it a lot sooner now though, so I'll start doing something I'll start doing something more quickly. Anyway, I take these mind-body practices to an even deeper level. It's not just, you know, because I've been doing it for decades, I've learned more techniques. I've experimented and developed my own ways of doing certain things, um, doing certain practices. It's not just, hey, meditate and do yoga and your symptoms will go away and you'll feel better. Although I do fully believe those things help. The work I do penetrates more beneath the surface to clear and heal the underlying emotional seeds that cause your past to keep echoing into your present. And maybe those echoes got louder when you entered menopause and your hormones got stirred up. That's what happened for me. And I started again using these mind-body practices, going deeper, finding even more mind-body practices. And I have found the most powerful, impactful methods. And if you want to learn what those are, and you can get the fastest results this way, then go to wildsavvy.com slash chat. We can actually hop on a call together. You can find out how we can work together if it's a fit. So you can stop suffering and start being enchanted in your menopause experience. All right, um, hit me up and I will talk to you next time.